Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Silky Boy Hymanson. Mm. <laughs> where does the silk come from? It comes from a worm's butt, you see. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, we are here. <laughs> Continuing on halfway through already, halfway through, I guess, <laughs> our uh, coverage here on the Bill and Ted franchise. And tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, we are talking about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. <laughs> How exciting. Bogus. <laughs> um, bogus. But it's not just us here today. We have a special guest with us. Returning guest to the podcast, friend of the show, Joseph Escamilla is here with us. Joseph. Hi, everybody. How you guys doing? Thanks for being here. Station, Joseph. Station. 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 (laughs) Station. Station. Um, (laughs) Thanks for being here, man. Uh, You, I think you were, you know, last week we were talking, I had mentioned how I have some friends who, you know, really love Bill and Ted and. I think you were the one of the people in my mind in that, <laughs> in, in that. So I was like, we got to have him. We got to have him on the show. I have uh, been Ted Theodore Logan for Halloween at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. Can you, you give us a first hair? person's perspective? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may need to uh, procure a uh, copy of that photo for the, uh, the podcast. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be all over the internet. Um, anyways, well, you guys want to um, tell people where they can reach out to us during the week here? Yeah, you can send us an email, sequelrights at gmail.com, or find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Or speaking of social media, you can share out a franchise or an episode that you really liked. Bring some more people into the fold. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. All right. Well, why don't we get into it? I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Once they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Welcome to hell. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, Death? But they're having one hell of a time. This is not what I expected this place to look like at all. We got totally lied to by our album covers, man. Taking in the sights. Not bad, dude. We totally knew a guy got one of those in his bucket of chicken. <laughs> oh, God. Bogus Journey. Bill and Ted. Movie two. Bogus. Now, this is one that I definitely have not seen, but I was fully aware <laughs> of the death character. Is that is like all over the place? It was all uh, over the uh, uh, VHS cover. Yeah. Uh, and so I had seen that and just like, yeah, I never I, I knew what the first movie was about. Never really knew what this one was about because. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't super into the franchise, so I never like continued on to watch it. But uh, had any wow. of you guys seen this one? Nope. I thought that I had seen it all the way through, but I think it was one of those that was on Comedy Central and never uh, actually <laughs> you saw n- the whole movie. You noped out of it like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, even when, even if you sat down and watched all four hours of a movie on Comedy Central back in the 90s, because that's how long <laughs> it took, uh, they would they would edit things and cut things. And so and you'd be doing other stuff. You know, I had Game Boy Advance, Game Boy 
color games to play, I believe, is the time period <laughs> I'm going for. I was like, no, advance is too far. 1991? Yeah. It's yeah. too advanced. <laughs> I've seen it many times. Nice. Many times. So we've got Joseph as the resident Bill and Ted expert tonight. Yes. <laughs> when you when you would watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, would you like insist that it always be a double feature, or would you sometimes be like, "Eh, screw it"? It's it's one of those movies that after after like watching the, the first one is is sacred, and then the second <laughs> one, it's non non heinous. Yes. <laughs> nice. No, wait. It's non 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 heinous. Whatever. It's it's good, but it's like not the best. So yeah. it's never like a double feature. But it's if it's on or you're like, oh, you know, I want to watch Station or something. You know, like you put it in and change uh, the station. 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 Oh man. But no, it's um. I, I like it a lot. It's not a double feature type thing. You don't have to watch them consecutively, but um, upon rewatching it, I had a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, I had more fun with this than I thought there is that that I would. And like this movie has a bunch of craziness to it that uh, I, I definitely got some Spy Kids energy from this <laughs> movie of just like crazy things with practical effects happening. Um, that seemed cartoonish and insane. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was kind of (laughs) awesome. I had fun with certain parts, but there's a lot of it that I was like, I I didn't like it that much, but it definitely had its moments, which I guess we'll talk about. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Well, the movie starts off last movie. We were in 2688, I think, right in the future. This, this time we're 2691. And, you know, I don't know. I thought that uh, Bill and Ted with Wild Stallions, they brought world peace. But apparently there's like an insurgency <laughs> that still exists trying to take him down and yeah. revert history to be under his gym teacher control. <laughs> there's always going to be an insurgency. I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From, I, and, and, it's usually gonna, and it's usually going to be the sit-up champion who brings it, <laughs> brings it about. That's right. Uh, I can't even remember this guy's name. Um, Denomalos. 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 That's right. Yeah, it's Ed Solomon backwards. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> the, the writer of the movie. Uh, that's, I mean, that's uh, that's really funny. Um, Denomalos. <laughs> Check Denomalos. You know, I'm like cursed from too much Lost and Westworld and everything watching and you know, I have the captions on like I always do. And the first time they said Denomalos, I was like, oh, it's Solomon backwards. Is that like a biblical reference? Like in Westworld, like Rehoboam and Solomon? Like, I don't know, man. And then later, like I found out that it was just his name backwards. And I was very sad. <laughs> You're like, oh, I was waiting for the twist. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then you read about how they came up with some other things in the movie. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> cool, cool. You think it was written by the same guy who wrote the Mario Brothers movie. So <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> God, I wish there was a second Mario Brothers movie just so we could cover it. They need to look like turtle monster things. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we get a, I like that this movie gives us a little bit more of a glimpse into the future. We see we get to see Bill and Ted University. Starfleet. Yep. Yeah. It's that one super popular water treatment plant in Van Nuys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it looks nice as a, as a university, you know? They, yeah. they did a good job. They got a whole statue of them in their iconic 
arms raised, hand on chest pose. Those statues were pretty bad. That was like the I Love Lucy statue. Whatever, you know, it was not great. Not good. Not good. Uh, but Monster what nightmares liked, come to life. Yeah, what I liked about that university is that they're like everyone was wearing like xenon colors and i think we talked about xenon in the spy kids one but everyone had that like pink and blue combination that's like so xenon for people that don't know we're speaking of xenon girl the 21st century doesn't know that (laughs) (laughs) stop listening no just large large swaths of people (laughs) like venus lapidus everybody knows that reference The costumes, are, the, the costumes in this movie are weird. I mean, the I like the colors, but it, like it looked like they were just wearing like someone like tied foam around them in different <laughs> different sizes and shapes. And then um, it also was like later on when they they go to heaven, all those people had really weird costumes on too. I don't know. <laughs> That one girl walking down in that first shot was having a real hard time not falling. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we get a glimpse inside one of the classrooms that being that's being taught by Rufus. Rufus. George Carlin is Rufus. back. Um, it made uh, me like there's there's something in the scene where at the end of it, Rufus is like, "Now remember, always do your homework with your headphones." And then I was like, "Was it a thing that like you couldn't like?" I'm sure like I made me realize that parents were probably upset about kids listening to music while they're doing their homework. And now I'm like, I can't do anything unless I'm listening to music. Like oh, I literally yeah. can't focus on anything <laughs> i'm the opposite because then i start focusing too much on the music and i can't think about what i was actually I can't, doing yeah i can't have shows on i can't have other yeah. things but i can have music i on. gotta i gotta do like yeah if i'm really want to be in the zone it's got to be instrumental music for me yes for it, sure it drowns out all the voices you know yeah um and uh yeah it was fun to see how they uh they use the you know the phone booth for school yeah uh, they go back and they're grabbing all sorts of uh, historical figures. Like the I mean, maybe movie. don't grab Edison, but you know that's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Edison and Bach, and unless uh, unless he's going to sing a song about Topsy and killing an elephant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but it seems like there's only one phone booth, and if you only have one phone booth, like, do you use it for school or like? Is it away in the in government? A, in like, a utopia, what else would you use it for? Oh, Joseph Joseph has a take here. I'm sorry. <laughs> there there are many phone booths. Is oh. only is only the the uh, the construct that that presents itself uh, as a conduit through the the uh, you know uh, what what's it called the the time circuit time, time circuit yeah uh. so you know uh, that's right because we see that golden thing in the beginning yeah it it shifts. So it's Rufus's item of choice, but there are other ways to travel around in time. So Denomalos just came there because he specifically wanted to like stick it to Rufus. He could have gone elsewhere for his time travel mechanism. <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the I don't know the strict you know lore behind all of this. Hmm. I think so. I think that it was one of those. I mean, because that part of that battle is like I thought of this before you thought of this, but you didn't think of this while I thought of this. <laughs> So, you, you know, you play with the time machine, you you dealt. And your fair world enough, domination plan. You know, I want to retract that. Uh, Elis, there there might actually be just the one. Because you, you did bring up the point, like, in the last movie. I don't remember this because it's the full, like, intro sequence. But, yeah, it does create itself from that golden, like, mm-hmm. yeah, chrysalis. But 
yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's. Well, you know what they say: there can be only one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I could barely get that out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Crack them up. So, up. so right. So this is after they've taken the sky shield down. <laughs> this is the utopia. <laughs> they saved Christopher Lambert, turned off the shield. Yes. Society was able. They to can oh get normal God. sunlight again. Um, oh God! Go back and listen I'm to so our, hi- tired our Highlander. Right now. I'm episodes. like Highlander is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Highlander Two is hilarious. I do recommend that you go back. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> Rufus, go, like, there, there's a point where like these these fascists come in. Basically, that's what they are. The Namos. And they're 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 about they're about to take over, and Rufus like sneaks away with his guitar, and it's like, oh, is he gonna blind him? Is he gonna freeze him with a sweet riff? Like, what's gonna happen? Like, what magical guitar thing is this gonna do? Turns out, it's just like a very impractical grappling hook. (laughs) (laughs) He's going fishing. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like, and then he's just like, and it seems like that what he did was so dumb and dangerous that like he was riding outside the time booth through the circuits of time. That when they don't see him afterwards, that they're just like, yeah, he died. And they're like, everyone's like, that makes sense. That was dumb. <laughs> he was lost to the circuits of time. That's right. Yeah. Little did anybody know that he actually was Pam Greer the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. I I have watched every single episode of The L Word that stars Pam Greer. Well, I mean, I'm saying the show stars her. And I've seen every episode and I've seen Jackie Brown. And I did not recognize Pam Greer at <laughs> all in this movie. And I saw the credits and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't even remember. Like, I couldn't even recognize her. Yeah. So, no, whatever. Yeah, Jackie Brown's three. No, much like six years, five years after this. So well, early. 90s yes. <laughs> Pam Greer yeah um, we also get introduced we, we we learn what the plan of Denomalos is yeah he, he's created these two bad robots bad robot <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know uh, he, so he's got evil Ted evil Bill and I think this is maybe one of the things you were talking about, Tyler, the spike is energy when they first walk in and oh, they're yeah. like, we're robots. And they, instead of just like, <laughs> I don't know, doing some robot thing, they open up their mouths and it's like, a, it's like a gross, like rubber mask it's that comes insane. out. I thought it was really good. Yeah, actually, it looks, it it looks super it. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Like I, like, and, like, and all the kids are like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, it's, ter- it would be terrifying. You can see where the cuts are, but it looks great. <laughs> Yeah, there are still a lot of great practical effects stuffs with, you know, uh, yeah, this severed movie, heads and like, stuff. <laughs> there are a lot of shots, because like, there's shots, spoiler alert, where the robots meet up with the real Bill and Ted. And, like, the doubling, like, there's parts where it's obviously just a body double and not Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah. it's it's there's parts where it's just not good. But, like, they had to do, like, set pieces and things where they could do the twinning, and there's lots of, like, split plates and <laughs> stuff that's really cool. Uh, and it seems like they could have gotten even crazier with with it if you know the technology was just a little bit further but like 91 like that shit was hard tyler mm-hmm. i believe the technical term is parent trapping that's right <laughs> yes <laughs> wait there's two of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah basically he sends back the the evil robots to kill bill and ted yeah because they're, they're like they're really evil like they're there to kill them yeah well they're it's like to kill cats yeah robots it's like yeah yeah they have like the same type of personality but if you like turned off their moral filter and like cranked up 
the chaos a little bit. <laughs> well, it's like it's like all if if they wanted to represent all the toxicity that was absent from the first movie. Exactly. We raised it for. Exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of why I thought they were annoying in this movie, but yeah. Yes. Um there were a couple times I thought they were funny, but for the most part I was like, god, I just want the regular villain dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's not fun to watch the characters defiled in this way. Yeah. I'm sure they had fun playing it, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool for them. Um, well, it's crazy that this movie came out in 91, which was the same year that Keanu was in Point Break. And so, like, this is, like, right when he's becoming, like, a fucking movie star. Uh, but in this movie, he's still just, like, like having as much fun, it seems like, from 88. I'm really excited for this third movie. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Me yeah. too. I hope so. It's going to be great. Um... I think I feel like uh, in the first one we got a lot more of Keanu Ted um, kind of, I mean, being a little even more of a moral compass of the two of them. Not that, yep. not that Bill is really bad, but Ted's always the one that kind of like brings things right. And I think in this movie he just like they were both kind of just blah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little it's bit simplified. totally. Um, I know, I, I, you know, Ted is the first one who like starts to realize something that's going wrong when, when the, when the evil Bill and Ted are like taking him out yeah. <laughs> in their van and he, he like, so he does kind of have that like extra sense that's of true. something going on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, uh, I like too, how this one definitely like picks up pretty quickly after the, uh, the first film and like a lot of the same characters are back. We're not, we're not losing. There's not like any continuity lust. They bring back yeah. everybody, even even Missy. Missy, we have, <laughs> like so. When we check in, the princesses are still their girlfriends. They're having a big birthday party for them, um, and Missy is there. And you quickly find out <laughs> that yeah, that yeah, Missy is now dating Ted's dad. Yeah, oh, they're married. They're married. Oh, yeah. married. Yeah. Not just dating. <laughs> And like, and like, Ted's dad's kind of unrecognizable because he's like uh, wearing like a Hugh Hefner outfit. Like, <laughs> he's like an ascot, and it's just like, huh? Like, oh, that's his dad, I guess. I mean, Although like, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like old white guys. I like it took me a second when, but then when she started kissing him, I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure that's like the wrong yeah. dad. And then, then <laughs> that's what like, I thought oh. too. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay. Which, which I thought was going to be a cheap joke. What I do appreciate is that they then they then had Bill's dad, the actual actor there, looking real shitty, yeah. which was very funny. <laughs> He's like waiting for her to talk to him as she walks by. Oh god, that was really funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny, and like, and then it it did kind of like get back to them just like joking about it, and like it did make it feel a little bit more cartoonish, but it was also uncomfortable and weird that I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, but. So uh, I guess this will be jumping ahead, but because we're talking about that the the that actor as the dad, there's a point where Bill and Ted die. We'll talk about how that happens later. <laughs> uh, but then they're trying to get help, and they they end up uh, going to the police, making a joke about Exorcist one and three, which is actually very funny. <laughs> uh, and then and then go uh, uh, Keanu possesses his dad, and this actor fucking crushing this. <laughs> yeah this is probably like my favorite part of the movie if not yeah or yeah. one of them at least yeah it's so good <laughs> so it's basically like the 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 middle-aged cop you know hard-nosed dad 
character from a music video, <laughs> right? Uh, I the, the actor's in a bunch of things. It's I Hal, Hal Landon Jr. I think is his yes. name. Yeah. Uh, and he just does his best, you know, surfer bro Keanu, and it's delightful. It's delightful. Yeah, and all the cops are looking at him like, what? <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> my dudes, like, you gotta protect protect the babes. Yeah, the princess babes, and we're, we got killed by some evil robots, man. It, it was great, but then, so... Up before this point, I was feeling a little bit lost, like, what? there's no point, what's going on? And then when they finally possessed the dad, I was like, oh, this is great. They discovered their power. They could possess the dad. Now it's going to be this whole thing. They're going to possess all these people. And then it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. That would have been funny if they were just possessing people no, the whole movie. No, Eliz, it's so much simpler to beat death at games, go to heaven, and then from heaven go get scientists to build robots. <laughs> I know, the path they take in this, mo- this movie just is like, what? Why couldn't death just take them back to uh, Earth? Justin, I would submit that you have played a Dungeons and Dragons campaign with me, and this path makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. 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 I do remember when we had to play Battleship against that demon monster. Yeah. Uh, uh, just gonna say, uh, just you know, keep it in mind. Um, may I? May I bring up a tangent upon a tangent? Yes, please. That scene. I had a revelation uh, watching. Ted possesses dad. And at the end of it, when he does his air guitar, it is, it is this, this beautiful, like folksy yeah. kind of like acoustic guitar riff. It's like a dad. Uh, that, that just feels like Ted's dad so much that made me realize that everyone's air guitar is, I think uh, a representation of their, their soul. There's literal air guitar credits. Ooh! In this movie, like oh, there's yeah. like air guitar like design credits in this movie. Ooh! <laughs> if you watch the credits, yeah. But no, that's a, that's a beautiful thought, and I I think that you know we don't have a TikTok, but you know show us your soul via air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's equal rights. And I mean, you guys, it helps clear smog, so just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. It's helping the world. It's helping the world. <laughs> that that yeah that scene is so great and from there they go they go and uh try to uh they go to missy's house right where she's like doing a seance yes yeah so so <laughs> the, we we skipped ahead of when the 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 bad dudes came in like so there's there oh we, no we, actually we skipped over a scene that we have to set up before everything else goes goes on uh they're still bad it's about five years after the first movie right or mm-hmm. like four years or whatever it is the band is still, still bad the, the band is still bad <laughs> yeah uh their, their girlfriends are still there and uh pam greer saying that like hey you guys work here for free you can join the battle of the bands against primus um and uh, <laughs> yeah good luck with that <laughs> uh but just because you work for free or whatever and they realize that like hey like we brought these girls back from from uh the past we promised them all these great things and like the great things aren't happening and so they decide well you know we need to no matter what we do we need to propose to our girlfriends like make you know like make them our wives and and make it you know better and they have this thing where like they propose together doesn't entirely work it was cute it's pretty sweet yeah like it's them basically like like checking in with each other like you got like they they wrote their vows together yeah they're and they're so like yeah they the way they keep looking back yeah and (laughs) to see how the other guy's doing it's really i thought it was really cute 
Yeah. Uh, and, and they're thrilled by this, and it's really sweet, and it makes it so much worse when these bad robots come in and are complete assholes to everybody and everything in their lives. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, it was really cute, too, because, I mean, I didn't love the proposal because just... I know that, well, maybe these princesses, who knows what they think, but, like, I don't think the, any woman would want <laughs> that kind of, like, joint proposal. <laughs> but anyway, uh, after the proposal, they're, like, talking amongst themselves, and they're like, maybe after we get married, our girlfriends will finally spend the night. And they're like, yeah, they're, like, so chaste. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that's it. It's, yeah. not, it's not, like, yeah. really that negative of a thing. Totally. They're not mad about it, really. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> So that so makes it so sad when the evil robots get real rapey real quick. Yeah. yeah. I also will say that this is uh, one of the few uh, movies where you get to see a real Los Angeles apartment. <laughs> or a San Dimas apartment. <laughs> yeah. Like, like their, their apartment is accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One bedroom, twin beds. Yep. Well, I just mean the exterior of it too. It's like the the under. You see the underground parking garage. You see yeah. like it's the A-frame, like weird thing. Palm trees. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's all messed up. They kill them. Uh, the, so they're super bummed because the the robots come in <laughs> and break up with the 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 girls almost immediately while they're still alive. They're watching an episode of star Trek while Kirk set Vasquez rocks. And then from sweet irony, the robots decide that they need to go put Bill and Ted in a van, uh, and drive them out to Vasquez rocks and throw them off. <laughs> I like when they're in the van and they're just like, what's happening. And they're like, shut up, Bill. <laughs> and they're like, Oh man, future bill is a real jerk. Like I better tell, yeah. I better tell myself to cool it. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause they think that it's just, future versions of them they don't know yeah. robots yet well, no, because yeah, that happened like, in the i don't trust movie. them and bill's like that no man like it happened before like as we would have passed history if it wasn't for talking listen to our previous selves yeah and they continue to always like throughout the movie keep going like catch you later bill and ted which is like what yeah. they did did yep. in the first one they, i think they say that about a million times yeah <laughs> so they kill them um by throwing them off vasquez rocks and we get another kind of unfortunate uh, F word instance. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not great. Like, why well, do you got? Why do you have to bring that? Was that such a funny line back then that they were like, "We got to bring it back" because people are going to want to hear them say that. Like, nope. it's such a well, yeah, for us. But I mean, like, it's such. A I clearly- was so I was like, it was just like the pure evil ones. I was like, okay, like I can forgive the one, but then it happens later as well. Later, yeah. yeah. And I so, was like, I. So clearly, that was a line people thought were funny, and they got to bring it back. Or yep, we we we've talked many about times about the crutch of like doing this homophobic or horribly racist thing is okay because it's a bad guy or a right. fake person that said it, and it's like, nah, it still doesn't really. You should just come up with a smarter insult. Um, but yeah, I was really disappointed then when the real Bill and Ted said it again later. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Unfortunate. And that's why they get sent to hell. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do. I did think that the seance scene was also kind of funny. The seance scene is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, so they, yeah, they ditch death. Uh, and they're still kind of floating around and what's happening. And they're trying to get help from not, I mean, they, they they could possess people. So then, but then they go to the seance. 
They don't know yet that they can possess people, right? No, that's after. No, that's after. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, after. the seance yeah, is right. later. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. don't they just possess Missy? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, so they terrify <laughs> these people during the seance. <laughs> there's, there's also one. Like, I don't know if they realize how funny it is. They're basically talking. Like, everyone's going around in a circle, being like, "Who they want to talk to?" And they're like Charlemagne, like <laughs> Clark, like Maria. Yeah, you know, whatever. and then, and then Missy's just like Ty Cobb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if it's funny because it's it, he's a uh, you just just an old baseball player at the time, but like he was also just racist and terrible. Like, yeah, he was fucking. Like, awful. Why would you want to talk to him? Why would you want to talk to him? But um, it was it did make me laugh. It was funny <laughs> when she pulls out her book of chants to do to get the ghost to go away or whatever. Um, I also immediately noticed that this was something backwards because of the captions and like I quickly figured out that it was Ed and Chris will rule the world backwards was is what they're saying <laughs> over and over again. And apparently Ed Solomon and Chris, uh, whatever his last name is, the writers of this movie, they're in that scene as well as two of the seance goers. Oh, that's, that's really funny. Oh, that makes sense. Are that's they funny. in it later too during that scene where they're watching I think so, probably. That's really funny. <laughs> I was yeah. that you guys had uh, some screen time. Yeah, just when you have the captions on and the words are going by, I'm like, okay, it's the letters are like too specific to not be something. And it's clearly not like Latin or, you know, like, and so I'm just like, what the hell? So I'm like reading it and I'm like, oh, okay, wait, who are Ed and Chris? And I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. I like Googled it, you know, whatever. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Missy's Missy's uh, chant there is successful, and uh, we then experience our second film with a joke like "Falling Forever" scene. Yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in a row. Same scene. It was like I was like, oh my god, this is just like Spy Kids too. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're falling forever. I even half expected it to be like some joke thing at the end, like, and I was like, oh my god, did they rip that from this? I don't know. Pretty funny. Uh, so then they end up in actual hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hell is just a bunch of rocks on chains with a m- mechanical dragon. I love that Bill's like the Satan. album cover is lied to us, man. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't what I was expecting. But then, to but look then a like. Megadeth album literally emerges out That's of the rock. True. Yeah, they just didn't see that giant demon up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's like no. Well, it seems like it was kind of accurate. Actually, yeah, totally. <laughs> I love all the things in the background. People are screaming like, "I'm going as fast as I can!" Or I can't do it any harder. But one of the things that I actually did like about this movie is the design of hell once they get inside well the robot too yeah. but once they get inside the robot like the the tunnels that they're going through are all kind so of funny. like ridiculously short this like, has spike his energy too yeah like they don't have to crawl <laughs> but they can't stand can't, yeah. upright either yeah um that is totally then, hellish for sure yeah when they go into like the rooms they're very like nightmare designed like these crazy angles and like optical illusions and stuff and it actually did look really cool yeah the yeah ted's uh like the doorway that he walks through looks like he could be walking into the wap video but very quickly we see it's easter sunday so (laughs) incorrect Um, i I like the uh yeah (laughs) i like the room they go in with the uh with the drill sergeant guy from alaska it looks cool infinite barracks yeah and he's like (laughs) he's like get down and give me 
infinity. <laughs> and then they start doing it, and Bill's like, I don't think I can do infinity. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they were going to try, you know? Yeah, they were earnestly going to try. They're just like, well, no, well, like, even before this, when they get down there, like, they, they, like, they get to hell, they get Satan's attention, and they're just... <laughs> Bill's just uh, Ted's just like so like can we go now <laughs> hey man <laughs> yeah, so which can is we leave? so funny to me <laughs> just like yeah yeah like so like can we go yeah that's what they're doing this entire movie they're just like yeah. sneaking around these celestial uh, <laughs> yeah. spaces you know uh it's wonderful uh so let's talk some about these a little bit about these nightmares first of all the drill sergeant colonel oates or whatever uh is a sequel rights alum from uh major league mm-hmm. he is one of the pitchers uh then we get uh bill's terrifying grandmother nightmare, <laughs> yes where alex winter actually played the grandmother which is fun that was great. Uh, and that's terrifying. And then we also get uh, the deep, deep trauma of Deacon's Easter basket. <laughs> Where I was like, so he was upset because he stole the Easter basket and the Easter bunny yelled at him or something. Well, no, you know, he felt he felt like he was a bad person. Like he yeah. did do that. And he was like, oh, shit, like I'm a bad person. Because it I really reminded me of the spooky Mormon hell dream from <laughs> Book of Mormon. If anyone's yeah. seen that, they're like, you ate the donut, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, absolutely well i think that that's what it is too it's like when you're trying to come up with the actual bad things that these guys did like there's like they do not have an evil bone in their bodies mm-hmm. yeah like they're just like th- those are the things that haunt them yeah. <laughs> like truly like those are the the most terrifying things that that all of the afterlife could conjure for bill and ted yeah that's that when they, like they're being scared children <laughs> uh Elis, do you have uh do you have any check-ins for us for young, I do young have Bill? Child star young Bill and for, Ted? For them, yeah. Um, young Bill is William Thorne, uh, also mm-hmm. named Bill, I guess. And he, I don't know, like, I couldn't find these guys because these are generic white man names. <laughs> uh, so I don't know where they are now, but they, I, they did do movies. So William Thorne starred in silent night deadly night five no. maker, which we saw i think a couple years ago yes the really weird one that made no sense and had nothing to do with the garbage day guy and, yeah <laughs> anyway that's hilarious <laughs> great franchise great franchise um and then brendan ryan who played young ted he went on to play the son in the movie relentless one through three, all three movies, they brought him back. And I had never heard of that um, series before, but maybe we could do it someday. It has to do with police tracking down a murderer that just murders people in the phone book randomly. A, a murderer that's just totally oh. relentless. He hates these cans. <laughs> <laughs> He's using the phone booth for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the child star check-in on those two. Nice. Uh, Tyler, you mentioned earlier, uh, that we had a sequel rights alum. Did you, did you, did you see the, uh, did you notice the other sequel rights alum in this movie? I feel like I did, but I'm I'm blanking on it right now. I don't have it in my notes. Uh, death himself. Oh yes, indeed. William, uh, William Sadler. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what he was in? 
I do. <laughs> I do too. I I'll recognized him. Well, okay, so I didn't recognize him as death. I recognized him later on in the movie where they're oh, like yeah. seeing a British family watch TV, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, that I mean, dad I, of the British family is the guy from. Uh, well, I want to see if Tyler can figure it out. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. give, I'm gonna give you his character name. Okay. His character name is Seamus Bloom. <sighs> I just think of him as from Shawshank. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, he's from Poltergeist The Legacy. Oh, right. He was right, an right, antique, right, shop right, owner, antique shop rapist, owner, rapist, yep. demon man yeah. who <laughs> rapes Helen Shaver in the yep. pilot of Poltergeist Legacy. Yes. Yeah, and that was after this, so, you know. <laughs> so the rap career didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Thing. The Reaper, the Reaper rap. Did you see that he wrote some of those lyrics? He wrote that rap? He did. That is really funny. Um, I'm so sorry, Joseph, that you have to listen to this sequel rights bull crap. Hey, we got to bring it up. We were talking about on our 150th episode that we start talking about other sequel stuff and our friends are like, this is all fascinating information for a movie that I have, uh, you know, seen for for years. Yeah. Uh, so then they they realize that they need to take on all of Swedish art house cinema and face death in <laughs> games. It is amazing. It is amazing. This is an amazing sequence. This was so funny because, uh, yeah, you know, the whole time it's like, the only way I can take you out of here is if you beat me in a game. And, you, are, you know, when you hear something like that, you're always like, oh, it's going to be some sort of riddle thing or, you know, some sort of yeah. like philosophical game. <laughs> but no. <laughs> they're playing through the milton bradley (laughs) well no it cuts to battleship right and then so that happens it's like okay that's kind of funny and you think it's this one-off joke and then then death's just like best two of three (laughs) and then like and then you see him looking at a card and he's like like they're playing clue and like the escalation of it is so funny to me of just like and then he's like no best three of five yeah and then Bill and Ted are so nice. They don't say like, this is bullshit. You lied. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, man. Okay. Like, next game. It's my favorite part of the movie. Like, it's fun. great. So what uh, what is that football game? Like, what is that called? Is oh, that a thing? yeah. It's called. Um... Where the character is just the one player is just spinning. Yeah. <laughs> <on the field. laughs> What is uh, what? Uh, I can't remember what it's, it's not called. called mechanical not football, football, but it's, it's it's close to that. Yeah. Okay. So we got it's that. It's like one of those vibrating things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. We have battleship clue football thing, and then twister, mm-hmm. and like it's just so, called electric football. Yeah. Oh, electric football. Okay. So I mean, we all have to share now. Like, if we were in this situation, what board game would you pick? Ooh. Oh boy. Guess who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why not? <laughs> um. Not uh, Uno. <laughs> You're like mousetrap. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. I would pick. You're gonna. I was turning around to look at his. <laughs> You're gonna pick some fancy game. Well, while he's looking, I can tell you that I would pick the Disney trivia old game that comes in a golden film canister and has like a Mickey Mouse shaped uh, film reel board because like that's the one that I'm good at. Well, I had a, a copy of Trivia 
Trivial Pursuit pop culture, it was like volume two that I got like in high school that I've played so many times throughout the years with so many people that I think that I have every answer memorized Ooh, we should play uh, that I would be able to like it, it would be not fun but for for any mortals to play. But it, I would be able to totally own the forces of death. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. I mean, you guys are choosing all games that you're like, I know I would be good at this game, but I think it's funny that they picked games that are kind of like, you know, that, that <laughs> yeah. don't really require much skill. And it's kind yeah, of like, yeah, like, the, yeah, like you're not, you. it's kind of like uh, anyone could win this game. It's not, I love, I love Ted being like, I told you we'd have it in the chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Twister is totally random, like based on yeah. what happens. You know? uh, I, I, that's why I think it's funny that those, the, those are the games they end up playing. <laughs> All right, we're yeah, like, thinking yeah. it. Like yeah. clue, clues. There's no way that you can like. That's why I was like, guess sure who? That that <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was Professor Plum. It's like that's what I said. You said mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I did. My favorite thing was at the very end when I think Ted says, "Man, you have a lot to learn about sportsmanship." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh man. Uh, so then they come up with the plan. There's like, okay, well, we have to, we, we can't just go back. We have to get these robots out of the picture. What do we do? And Ted's like, well, we build good robots to beat them up. And <laughs> Bill's like, yeah, that sounds great. So they ask death for help in this and death brings them to heaven where they have to dress up as book of Mormon. Extras. Yeah. Not just and- dress up. <laughs> they have to lure some other quote unquote wise guys that are about to go into hell, yeah. uh, to heaven over off screen so that they can mug them and take their clothes. And then right, right in front of the people that are like, you know, the guest services, people at heaven giving you brochures or whatever. Uh, they're like, man, we just mugged people in heaven. What are we doing? Here? I thought it was funny. Greater good. Greater yeah. Good. yeah exactly. For the greater good. We're just saying that right in front of, uh, right in front of them. <clears throat> It's like the good place uh, having people where they're just too nice to get anything done ever. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, I love the moment they they get up in line uh, to uh, have an audience with God. And the guy up at the guest book is like, you know, he's Taj Mahal. Yeah. Taj Mahal. He's like, what is the meaning of life? And they're like, oh man, (laughs) I don't know. And then they just proceed to quote poison. (laughs) (laughs) Every rose has a thorn. (laughs) Just like every sad, sad cowboy. Or or, yeah, every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. (laughs) Could you basically just say anything and as long as you like truly believe it, that's a good enough answer to get through? I think that they were already in. Like it almost seems like that he was just keeping a log of just like, let's see how this is evolving down there. Like what do people care about? Yeah. 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 Because like they already got past the the bouncer there, which it is like the thing that that waffles a lot during this movie is how much people like how big a deal death is and how much he's just kind of whatever. Yeah, no yeah. one says like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Yeah. He's kind of like the death from Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, to that point, like, there's a lot in this movie that I think plays with genre in a fun way and a lot of kind of crazy antics that I think are the DNA of a lot of TV shows and a lot of Pixar movies and a lot of things that this movie does that I think are fairly creative with these types of characters. Mm -hmm. And I think that fairly um, not present in pop culture before this movie. 
Hmm. I mean, yeah, you mentioned the antics in the movie, and I think one of my favorite one of my favorite moments that made me laugh out loud uh, watching the movie is there's a, there's a part where, um, yeah, you know, evil Bill and Ted are trying to kill cats all the time. That's like yep. you know how they're they're really evil, and they have decided that oh, we got to go like let's just go like kill the princesses, or we got to mess up their relationship. So they're driving in their stolen Porsche, and they're like trying to hit these cats, and they get to like you know. I guess Ted's house or whatever. And they're pulling up, like driving really fast. And he's like, Hey man, I've got an idea. <laughs> they like, they drive full speed into the house and then like just launch, launch, their launch themselves in. out the windshield into the wall, into the fireplace and just totally wreak havoc on the house and <laughs> surprising the princesses and Missy. And I just thought that was such a hilarious moment. It's insane. That's yeah, just it's like awesome. out of nowhere. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just really funny. I don't know. Going from the original movie to this movie, how much do you think those antics like that and everything else and like the design of it all just being kind of over the top helps or hinders this movie in your guys' mind? I'm curious. Um, I feel like I uh, think. No, you go. Oh, go ahead, Justin. No, no, you go. You go. I think that that it's something that there's not a proper balance of it, right? Because a lot of it comes from Evil Bill and Ted, and they get way too much screen time for what this is. Like that's not what we want to see, uh, and and just them being evil for evil's sake gets a little old. Um, and a lot of the madcap stuff that happens uh, is from them. Like, it's them acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that there is a lot of joy. I think when it's joyful, when it's fun, and when it's in the spirit of the first one, and the innocence of the first one, it's great. It's enhancing. I think that there's times where it feels forced and crass. And I think that that is usually when there's evil things. It seems like that they were able to, like... Uh, the, the, Honestly, how it feels is that they wrote a script that they thought that they would get like 40% of it through. <laughs> yeah. And they were shocked when they were just like, no, 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 yeah, let's do it. And they're like, what, really? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I, like, they, like the, there was not, they did not think that all of the ideas would be greenlit in the way that they were. Yeah, and maybe some of them shouldn't have been. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. In particular for me, the, the antics thing that I don't know, like, if someone thought it was really funny or what, but the whole station character like that for me, I'm like, uh, what is going on? What is going on with this? Station. Part of me just accepts just, station. Yeah, you me know? too. It's, it's this weird thing that happens out of nowhere. It's the only character that is anything like that whatsoever in all of heaven, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no but, Martians go to heaven. The classic Disney movie. Yeah. But they Mars thought that. Need moms. Yeah, they thought that a human would be the smartest scientist. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I did like that line yeah. and yeah. that concept, but right. then the execution of Station is just kind of like, why? Yeah. And there's two of them, and they're one. small, and then they combine. Why? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> And just like his the the I, name, I the honestly name? just accept it. I kind of love it. Like uh, and like and then they make them like some it's weird dumb. like teenage mutant ninja to- teenage mutant ninja turtle robots of themselves. Well, well that's what yeah because they're yeah. the greatest scientists in the universe. And I get that the future people are you know many hundreds of years in the future. But you think that the greatest scientists in the universe 
from another planet in 1990, whatever year this was, versus the, you know, evil guy from 2060, whatever, whatever. Why are the station's robots so primitive compared to the evil? Because the, because the robots only need to fight. They don't need to look like them. Like part of their mission, they're not being built to blend in. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So it was it was a different design brief. Yeah. You see. Yes. <laughs> the RFP was hours. completely different. Well, yeah. Yeah. In and the it, back of a van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in the back of a van. Fair enough, uh, fair enough. Yeah, the, the whole character, you know, honestly, like you 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 mentioned like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like I, I, that's what I felt like. And I, I just looked like looked to see when that movie came out and it was 1990. So I yep. honestly felt like this was something that they like, oh man, we got to have some sort of like weird puppet, like guy in a costume thing in this movie because Turtles was such a huge hit, you know, and this is a year later that I'm just like, yeah, for me, I'm just like, why is this in the this movie? Like it doesn't like, it doesn't seem like a thing that would exist. I feel in this like world. at this point in the movie, like this movie is just so absurd that like I'm not asking those questions. I mean, I liked the I liked the good robots, but the the yeah. the, the the Martian thing was like weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. The yeah, good robot. I, so station, I want to talk about them. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we better use See, gender and it, neutral and it, pronouns. Yeah. And it brings the pronoun conversation it into does. it. Progressive yeah, as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the thing about sure. station, um, when station is two stations, yep. uh, um, so uh, they are played by yet another sequel rights alum, uh, Ed Gale, who was the Chucky stunt double for the first four or five, ch- all the way up to Bride. Nice. He was a Chucky stunt double and, um, he appeared on screen one time too as like one of the um, that that like life size Chucky I think. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. so I've talked. I looked him up before. Um, and he's also Howard the Duck. Um, oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So which this cool. definitely feels like as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yes. Um, and then the other part half other station uh is arturo Gill who did the stunt work for most of the leprechauns. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So some serious legends there. Um and uh also the good robot uses Bill and Ted uh are played by uh Shrimp and Taco who are <laughs> breakdancers. Uh and maybe we'll come back to them. Well, okay, so first of all, Taco is in Captain EO. So Ooh, yes, my go. favorite. <laughs> uh, but we may come back to Shrimp and Taco someday because they star in Probably one of the most name-checked sequels of all time. Breaking two, yes, <laughs> yeah. they are the stars of Breaking and Breaking wow. Two, Electric Boogaloo, and here they and are. So who knows? That's so funny. Oh my god! I feel like that has to happen at some point. Totally. Uh, so the, uh, apparently, the, something that we've kind of skipped over here is that the prophecy states that you know Bill and Ted ascend to their greatness at this San Dimas Battle of the Bands. <laughs> Nobody really knows how this happens. It's part of uh, Ed Solomon Backward's plan to uh, he feels like that it is that specific point in history that he can rewrite the whole timeline. <laughs> yeah. And so they head to this battle. The yeah, the, the movie ends up building up to uh, a similar ish moment to the first film, which, you know, like I, I didn't get to mention it last. I, I didn't something get to, in a larger auditorium. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, I didn't get to mention it last week, but I really liked the like, you know, 
I really like the crazy stage production feel of that like speech that they do. Like it, yep. it like it had to me, it really felt like um, you were watching like a live videotaped version of one of those like Power Rangers live on stage or like yeah, Turtles yeah. live on stage. And I feel like they did a good job of like recreating that similar type moment in this movie where like, there's so much crazy shit going on. And like, you know, it, it feels again, like one of those things like, Oh shit. Like Lord Zed just showed up in a fucking, yeah, in a fucking yeah. like telephone booth. And now they got to fight him, you know? And there's these crazy robots, uh, you know, uh, that and an Aquabat show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> War. Yeah. Yeah. To both. <laughs> so I, I like that. It ended, it ended in a kind of similar place. This movie. Yeah, we should uh, mention too. We didn't mention this last week, but um, you bring up theme park shows, and Bill and Ted did have a Halloween Horror Nights theme park show at both Universals for many, many years. Uh, that was eventually canceled, I think, in 2013 because people finally noticed that it was really, really, really homophobic and incredibly <laughs> racist. Um, finally. You can find the Vice article that kind of like brings it to life, oh, uh, but to light, sorry. But apparently it was like always like that. And just like, you know, eventually people finally called it out and they canceled it. All the way in 2013? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, Ooh, apparently it has to do with um, Superman being turned gay and then trying to sexually assault them and eventually meeting what? up with George Takei and flying off into the uh, Enterprise to have butt sex or something like that. <laughs> and there's like a there's like Why? an evil tornado that turns out to be the dead ghost of Corey Monteith, the guy from Glee, oh, who Jesus. I think died that year. And like just bad, bad really bad stuff yikes uh i read through it and there's just a lot of like that's, rape jokes racist stuff homophobic anyways that's yeah. insane oh god good i riddance. hate that good i riddance. hate everything about that well i mean the, if you go to any of those halloween events there's usually some kind of thing where they make fun of all the pop culture stuff of sure. the year like i think we watched one like that at knots one time or oh yeah knots, yeah knots is as you, you got you got some puppet up you got some Elvira. There's a there's a hang a hang the hanging or whatever that show that happens at the big yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah so yeah, they make fun of like pop culture stuff, but yeah, this was the universal version for a lot of years, and uh, I you know it doesn't seem to really fit Bill and Ted's vibe, but uh, they give went with me it. hot water world. <laughs> hot water world. That would be amazing. Water ghosts. Um. All right, well, what's it now? It's 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 gonna be a. Uh... It's not Waterworld. Something else. It is Waterworld. Okay. They haven't taken it down yet. Uh, well, yes. So they we have this. So part apparently part of them becoming the best band in the world that brings everyone together is this stage show where they have... Wrote, like, yeah, Station is, like, they go to a hardware store. They've built a bunch of, like, janky robots in the back of a van. Uh, there's a, there's some cool shots that I like of the van driving, and you just see sparks flying within it. Like, there's some, like, exterior tracking shots that are pretty cool. Um, they get there. The, the evil robots have tied the princesses and the girlfriends and the fiancés, all <laughs> even though they've thrown their plastic heart rings on the ground by at this point. Uh, they're hanging slightly whiplash style from the rafters. Mm -hmm. um, I love that Pam Greer, which is apparently Rufus too, which also doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're like, where are the girls? And they're like, oh, they're hanging from the rafters. And they're like, he's like, have a good show. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird <laughs> in hindsight. Um, so yeah, they bring out their they bring the evil Bill and Ted 
realize as soon as they see these janky ass robots that they've met their matches. Like they don't even fight. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought for sure that the robots were going to suck or something there because the, they were so janky, but they just like yeah. punch their heads off in one swing. <laughs> right. Well, and they I totally mean, the explode their bodies. Yeah. Station. Uh, yeah, yeah, station. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, station. Uh, station. Station. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the station thing, I'm sure you all, we all read the, the trivia fact about it, right? Yeah. No. Okay, so <laughs> apparently, well, you want to explain it, Justin? I feel like I've talked too much. Oh, well, it was, you know, the writers uh, apparently were drunk. And they were uh, deleting a, uh, you know, the, deleting some dialogue from, or you know, like a scene off the script or whatever. And they left in, uh, you know, when you enter, a, if you have never read a script before, if you yeah. each at the start of each scene, it says like interior station, like where it's police located. station, police yeah. station. Yeah. yeah. And then and they left everything. They deleted everything except the word station. And then in their drunk selves, they thought that would be so funny for people to be someone to be saying in like a Martian voice going station station. Um, and that's why, uh, yeah, that's why. And I want to be station. like, that's so dumb. Why did they ever it, think that was funny? But then I'm like, you know what? We have stuff like that. Yeah. Like the hot <laughs> milk is literally station, you know, yeah. like so, yeah, all, the, all the time. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah we didn't I make mean, it into a, you know, a movie. <laughs> no, we didn't make it into a major motion Listen, picture. We didn't have that power and we certainly didn't have that much cocaine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't make it into a full this was, We're talking about movies. Hollywood in 1990. They're writing a sequel. It is basically the Keen Peel gremlin skit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of true. I just like, yeah, who <laughs> they had to have explained that story to someone and someone else must've thought it was funny too. And they just went with it. And they got Megatron himself to do the voice, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Welker uh, in the credits, um, which I thought was odd as well. <sighs> so they Congo kick their asses. Station. They uh, Ed Solomon backwards shows up. He has a gun. But then they're like, well, we'll just beat him. And uh, remember to do all the stuff to beat him afterwards. Which no, I another straight up callback to the first movie. Yeah. Yep. Which at well, this point I fully expect you know them to do in the third one as well, since it's been so long. You know, they're going to let's definitely talk do it again. about callbacks in this movie. Ones that we like, ones that we don't like. We already talked about the F word. There's another uh, during the seance sequence. They look down Missy's blouse again, which apparently is a callback that everybody wanted to see. Yeah. Um, the, I felt like the in catch this you later, movie, Bill and Ted. Yeah, I feel like in this movie, like a lot of like there was so much that was similar and so many things that that we like in sequels that uh, every time that there was a callback, it, it almost hurt this movie. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. it was like so heavy with the callbacks. Oh, I also just think that their relationship is just so iconic and acceptable, like of just what it is. Like you don't need like if you have them and they're doing their thing, you don't have to do anything else. Yeah. And then like you got it. And by the time we get to this point where they're like, well, let's just like in the future go like and remember yeah. to put this thing. And I was like, oh, they're bringing this back even too. But at least like there is a bit of a spin on it where like mm -hmm. they he you, tries to do it. Exactly. You that, see. Yeah. yeah. You see them succeed in all these things and trap the guy. But then, you know, Denomalos or whatever his name is, is, uh, yeah. is like, yeah, he tries. Like Ela said, he tries to do it himself. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I will just defeat you. And then I'll plant a key here and he's not he's not even like i'll plant a key he's like i'll plant this key and pulls yeah. it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's like i'll also plant a gun and it appears in his hand but then it turns out that you know again it was flipped even well they, they explain like you can only do it if you win and you will and you lost yeah 
Because it goes to shoot the gun and it shoots out a wild stallion yeah. flag. And then they're about to play and they realize they're still no good. Mm-hmm. This is like what I hated the most because in the first movie, my favorite part was that at the end, they learned the lesson that they should learn to play the instruments <laughs> instead of just succeeding yeah. based on this prophecy or whatever. And the fact that they didn't do that in the last five years, despite the fact that their girlfriends learned how to play keyboard and yeah. drum set uh, fluently, they didn't bother to learn a guitar bass in the last five years. And then at the end of this movie, instead of at least maybe relearning that lesson and committing to the <laughs> music and the band, they just cheat the whole thing, which is exactly what I didn't want them to do in the first movie. I felt like, I felt like that they spent the time. I felt like that they, they actually realized that like, I felt like here's like my take on this is that they had been earnestly trying for five years. <laughs> like they, they, they literally what earnestly been, <laughs> been trying to do it, but they could not because they were just like, they just, they, they, they were too immature or whatever it was. And then they and go then back they, in time and take what they say a six month intensive. Well, what I thought it was confusing because I thought they said 16 weeks, but then they come up back with babies. So I was like, Oh, maybe he said 60 weeks. I don't know. 16 months. Oh, okay. I thought I could have yeah. sworn he said weeks and I was like, what? <laughs> so no yeah, sense. I think, I think it was the point where they finally had the, the focus to be able to do it. All right. So, yeah, 16 months is still a pretty long time. And in their minds, they lived it, even if not the right. audience's mind. Yep. So I guess that is fair. I'm like maybe overreacting, but <laughs> I still like wish they had learned it in those five years. Yeah. <laughs> they come back looking like ZZ Top and <laughs> and some guy uh, yeah, and, 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 they, and a future cyberpunk character. Yeah. And they got <laughs> like, babies. Now energy, I think, or yeah. And then they have babies that are like little Bill and little Ted, which I mean, we already said that we see in the third movie, they have daughters. So it's probably like, yeah, Theodosia and <laughs> yeah. Wilhelmina or something. Yeah, you know, I, like, I, I think her know. character's name is Billy. Yeah. Teddy and Billy. Yeah. Well, what, isn't one like Preston Logan now? And like the other one is, uh, <laughs> it would be hilarious if they just, just thought they were boys, but didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know that they were girls. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, uh, they, they might probably just retcon it. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know. Was there anything else? They, uh, well, yeah. I mean, the, the whole point um, of this moment is that they rock so hard that everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And the whole thing is that Denomalos had like, you know, taken oh, yeah, over broadcast to the world. Yeah, taken over all the TVs everywhere in the world, and so everyone sees this and goes, "Oh my god, they're playing a Kiss song! No way!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but they totally rock out, uh, and, uh, save the day. And we go into the end credits where we get to see all sorts of like world building, um, news headlines. <laughs> magazine yeah. covers. Yeah. News headlines, magazines, covers. They, they I tour love the, the random one where it's just like Dow drops, Bill and Ted break up. And then it's just like, just kidding. It was, they, it was they a hoax. Break up. Yeah. <laughs> Who is behind that stock market manipulation to make money? I want to, that's know. right. That's right. Yeah, we, and then yeah. we also see that Missy, who does she marry? She marries Den- Denomalos. Denomalos, yeah. <laughs> Missy to wed Denomalos. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, why? That's, yeah, that's a weird thing for her character. I don't know what, what that's about. <laughs> Didn't that, he turn a new leaf? Isn't he like a good guy now? Like the power of rock and roll totally <laughs> yeah. saved yeah. him. Yeah. He was like, as soon as I looked into Gene Simmons' tongue, I realized yeah. that 
I my gym teacher ways had to change. Yeah, that moment that moment when uh when uh George Carlin Rufus like explains who Denomalos is was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was the international sit up champion. <laughs> the international Believe sit-up. it or not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, no, like I feel like that this movie is wonderful in a lot of ways and well I guess we can get to our rating and maybe we can talk about yeah, that a bit more. All right, how many uh how many of Deacon's Easter baskets would you Ooh. give? <laughs> how many would you steal? Yeah. No, no, no. Just how many are there? How many Deacon's? Uh, you, you don't want that type of blood on your hands, stealing Deacon's basket. Fuck Deacon. How Out of how many? What's Ten. the rating system again? Ten. Ten. I can go first. Um, so I think I, talking with you, I'm looking on it a little bit more kindly than I originally felt after I watched it. Um, but I'm going to give it five of Deacon's Easter baskets. Um, I really didn't like it when I was watching it. I was very bored until like close to the end. But um, I think I see what you're saying about their relationship and I feel a little bit more kindly toward it. But the biggest problem for me, and I think what really could have like turned this around, because I think there's a lot of good things around but it needed like better because when you're dealing with time travel and death and heaven and hell and all these things like you need to have well-defined rules of this universe and it was not well-defined and it was all over the place and i didn't like you they don't explain well what the goal is like the first movie was very clearly you know they need to do this history report you know for x y and z but this one's kind of like okay yeah they need to get to the battle of the bands but like why and how are they going to do that it it, like they they only release the information like as you're going along instead of like giving you a goal from the beginning so you know what's happening i guess and even for evil bill and ted like you don't really know like what their game plan is like they already killed them so why are they even still around why are they doing any of this you know like i i don't know it just the battle of the bands thing is was not well defined and the time travel plus life death they needed like better goals and rules about how they were going to do it in my opinion i am gonna give it i think seven deacon's easter baskets i <laughs> i enjoyed it quite a bit and i i everything that you're saying of like it needs more defined rules or, or more like a common goal i i i some, i get joy out of the idea of that like they're that they're trying like they know this is doesn't to happen and they have to do it and like for the life of them they can't figure it out like they can only be their goofy selves and they can only be the thing that they're trying to do and so like even like their most asinine thing moves them closer to that just because they're kind nice people um and i think that the the real problem with this movie is that there is a lot of great stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff kind of clustered around it and if you cut 15 minutes out of this movie it's a better movie if you mm-hmm. cut the 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 evil guys i mean the reason that they were around is and i think it's actually kind of funny is that they killed normal bill and ted so quickly that they still had time to kill before the battle of the bands to deliver the speech <laughs> like so they're just like i don't know what evil shit can we do because <laughs> like they thought it would probably take longer than to just like take them and be like okay like let's throw them off the cliff now um and just as a as a sequel let's take this somewhere different you know after you've gone through time you know going through heaven and hell and 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 all of that stuff is ambitious 
and and I think a really fun way to take a, a series like this. I'm curious to see what happens with three. I think that there is a lot of bloat and there's a lot of bad things that that kind of crop up just because 91 and also not being, you know, the most thought out sequel. Uh, but in terms of second movies, uh, it's certainly not one of the worst ones we've seen. No. Um, so not having heard your last episode about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, if Bill and Ted's excellent adventure is 10 out of 10 Deacon's Easter baskets for me with all the best chocolate inside, Bogus Journey is eight Deacon's Easter baskets, but they're full of peeps. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. So it's like, oh, uh, 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 <laughs> all right. Thanks. I don't mind. I forgive you for stealing this, actually. What does that equate to as a regular number? Like a, oh, oh, I think I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's still eight, but it's like. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, do I want this? Yeah. I'll, I'll get to those later. I'll eat them all eventually, but like not right now. Put them in the microwave, you know. Yeah. yeah I'll find the last one on a camping trip. <laughs> yeah, I think I got stuck with the uh, same amount of Easter baskets as Eliz. I'm going to also give it a five. Uh, yeah, I just like, I think that there's like all these characters in this movie that, you know, it's a comedy and I guess they're supposed to be funny, but they're just not funny to me. Uh, and I thought that, you know, I, I like that it follows a similar trajectory of like Bill and Ted, like going a bunch of places. And then those people coming back with him to, with them to, uh, you know, present day, just like in the first movie, but all the historical figures were just so much funnier on their own. Even if they like had no lines or didn't do it, like the situations that they were in were just so much funnier than a, you know, monosyllabic, uh, alien monster that is just like, I don't understand even what's going on with that character and death. I thought also was not really f- that funny to me. I, I, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, why does he have this weird accent? And his rap was just cringeworthy. Uh, and so I don't know. I was just like, I, these things are supposed to be funny clearly. And I'm just not laughing at it. I um, mean, Justin evil characters and death are obviously German. Come on. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's a Max von Sydow thing. It's a Seventh Seal deal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just didn't care for it that much. Um, but uh, I did, I, you know, yeah, just, you know, talking back on this movie, laughing about some of the scenes that are in it, I, you know, I still had a good time, so I'm not giving it, like, a really low score. I'm giving it, like, a half score. Uh, <laughs> it's, fu- it's fun. It's more Bill and Ted. I just uh, don't, yeah, I just don't think it's as good as the first one, so... Yeah, uh, it isn't. No, no one's fight. No one's arguing. Yeah, but you guys I, still gave it pretty high scores. <laughs> I did. I I liked it way more than I thought I would. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. One one more thing. I wanted, I wanted not to like you know fill my own stereotype here, but it would have been cool if the princesses had been like actual humans. Yes, uh, I agree you know with characters. That. Uh, Missy is more of a character than the two princesses were because she's got actually like an arc and thing not really an arc but across the two movies like you know who she is and it, what she does makes sense for her um like it's you're not surprised to find out that she's into like weird seances with these like bougie <laughs> friends you know yeah. but yeah the princesses like they didn't make any friends of their own or have any lives of their own outside of bill and ted like their only friend is missy who they can go to like you know when they have this breakup or whatever and they don't have any anything 
Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think the 2020 version of this movie, and I, like I said, we'll see, is that, you know, they go on their crazy thing and they build robots and everything else and they get there and they're like, oh, no, we figured it out. Like, we took them out. <laughs> like, like we, they're, they're, they're robots. We figured that out. You didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll see next week, actually. Next week. When Wait, we talk, week. well, you know, next week with the next week with For the us. episodes coming out here. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the next episode, um, we'll be talking about Bill and Ted Face the Music, the brand new movie coming out uh, August 28th, I believe, uh, in theaters. <laughs> LOL. And uh, on demand. Just like New Mutants. Yeah. You know, apparently. Um, so, yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely be watching it on demand. I ain't going to no movie theaters. Wait, how are we going to watch it? Is this the thing where we have to pay like $20 and we like Yeah, probably. It's, oh, man. Yeah, it's probably expensive, but worth it. Oh, well. Bill sure. and Ted deserve it. Um, but that should be fun. Um, and, yeah, Joseph, thanks for being here with us this week, man. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Always Very a good fun. time having you on here. And we got to talk a little Poltergeist you know, as a callback to uh, – that's true. One of the, ep- the episode you were on previously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. In the meantime, Eliz, where can people uh, reach out to us about franchises or whatever? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we need somewhere to go next. Uh, so email us, sequelrights at gmail.com, and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And again, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. That's it. That, yeah, that's it, you guys. That's it. We'll see you guys next week for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Station. 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 <laughs> <laughs>